right. Uh, Broicism episode <laughs> number seven, I believe. Lucky number seven. Let's go. Um, we're going to be talking about mental health some more. Yes, sir. And ma'am. Um, so, uh, right before this started, Arthur was saying that a lot of people are feeling a New Year's low. For Damn, that's a good... That's a good way of talking about it, a New Year's low. Yeah. I mean, the New Year's, the New Year's blues. The winter blues. When I was out in Boston, hella people would, um, during winter, mm-hmm. especially the kids from California, they would be... Like cutting themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just in their room, like, eating snow. Like, I'm even trying to make it go away. So they're eating it all. Um they yeah honestly a lot of kids would will get hella depressed during winter out there in boston and um someone told me before i went out there when winter comes start taking vitamin d start taking it immediately yeah because your body a lot of times thinks it's sad but a lot of times it might just be a mineral deficiency yeah and so if you take the right supplements you're 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 gonna stay at the same place yeah that's actually facts because I mean, I think, like, just throughout the year, like, three-quarters plus of Americans are vitamin D deficient. In Europe, it's, like, 90% of people are vitamin D deficient. Holy shit. Yeah, it's because at a certain time of year, in, like, the northern places, like, yeah, it's cloudy and stuff all the time. Uh Uh-huh. But, like, I know for Germany, for sure, and I guess whatever else is on the same uh, fucking, you know. Like, line? Yeah. (laughs) Like, um, the sun doesn't even get a high enough angle in the sky for your body to start producing vitamin D because vitamin D is a hormone, you know? So like the sun triggers the release of it. So like there's no sun to trigger it and it's not high enough in the sky. So even if you're out in the sun, you're not even getting triggered. Yeah. Wow. Or maybe just like minimal. I didn't even know that. Bro, I used to say in Boston, I was like, the sun is fake. It's not real. Like you don't feel it. It's there. You see it. Mm. But you don't fucking feel it. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell? This is yeah. crazy. I've visited places like that. Like, uh went to Chile. And, yeah. like, we were, like, the southernmost part of the country. Uh-huh. And it was, like, sunny out. Like, the sun rose, like, at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, basically. And then, like, Damn. it was, like, barely above the houses. And, like, it didn't warm you up at all. It felt <laughs> like it was, like, the first, like, sometimes in cold areas, like, even back in the Bay, like, when the sun first comes out in the morning, it's, like, hella, like, chilly out and icy and stuff. Yeah. And, like, the sun kind of melts it away. Mm. But it's, like, just icy all day and the sun doesn't do anything. You're just, like... Yeah. The sun's fake out there, bro. Yeah. It's like, not real. Yeah. Not fucking real. But, yeah. Um, what you said, I think, is pretty accurate. At least in my group of people that I know, everybody's kind of been feeling, like, this New Year's kind of low. Um, particularly for the people who... I don't know if they did or didn't, but a large majority of the people I know, they went out and they celebrated the new year, like party, da, da, da. And bro, like, yeah, you already know, like the fucking, the time period for that kind of stuff is kind of long faded, at least for people who are trying to be like mindful of the energy they're putting into their body, the people they're hanging out with, what their sleep schedule looks like. Yeah. All that stuff, and when you go out, and I, dude, I went out and I partied until six in the morning. Fucking, Dang. yeah, really. Honestly, it was a fun time. It was like a lot of fun, but I woke up and I was just like, <sighs> and ever since then, my heart rate has been different, and I've been doing a lot of work to try to get my heart rate back to where I want it, mm-hmm. and trying to get my baseline, like my nervous system baseline, back to where I want it to. Yeah. Um, but why even put yourself in that predicament? To begin with, you know? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, everybody that I've been talking to, I've just kind of been feeling this, I don't know, this wave of whatever it is. And I, for for myself, I haven't felt this way since I started getting into yoga in the beginning, like four years ago. I got into yoga because, dude, I was just at this fucking, this place where I felt stuck all the time. I didn't feel able to get into the flow of things. Mm-hmm. I felt like separated from the flow. And then what got me back into the flow was getting into yo- into yoga, was getting into 
um, it was mostly yoga, honestly, and being a lot more mindful about my body, being a lot more mindful about my breath, being just like a little bit slower. I was always like, go, go, go. And I think I'm kind of feeling that again, uh, like right now. I'm feeling like if I just have things to do and I just have to cross them off, I feel like I'm just doing things. Like I'm just doing a list. I'm just crossing them off. But instead of like enjoying and being in the flow of it, I'm just like crossing one thing off. I'm like, okay, I got that done. I got this done. You know, and that's no way to fucking, no way to live really. So I'm trying to like shift my perspective again Mm -hmm. to be back in the state of like, okay, I'm not just doing these things. I'm in, I'm actively enjoying doing what I'm, what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, I feel like you got to take each thing as like, you know, you like accomplish like each of those Mm -hmm. things every day. Yeah. And it's like an accomplishment and stuff like, and if you start the day off right, like they say like making your bed is like the first thing you can do. Yeah. And stuff. So if you're just like accomplishing things and like you're on this roll and you start feeling like, yes, yes, yes. You're getting like wins for yourself on a daily basis. And you're getting dopamine from that. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's all, it's a lot of times chemical. Like, again, yeah. talking back on the supplement thing, like I, I stopped taking ashwaga- ashwagandha for a bit. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, bro, when, I, when I'm on it, I feel like my, it, what it does is it regulates your adrenal function. And it regulates your body's ability to kind of like metabolize stress because mm-hmm. stress are they're again hormones in your body. Um, so when you're when you're taking ashwagandha, it's helping your body just metabolize those those stress hormones, cortisol, all that shit. Yeah. And um, bro, if I when I got off it for a little bit, I was fine. But then right now, and this might be like TMI, but I'm just gonna fucking say it, who cares? Um, like my my body odor reeks when i'm stressed out you ever you ever get that like really bad smelling sweat when you're really stressed out mm, i haven't really paid attention to be honest i for me i noticed it first like when i when i would play call of duty or when i would play like fortnite tournaments and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i would be really really amped up like you're gaming at a high level yeah. and you're super involved yeah. And like, you're, there's money on the line. There's like a hundred dollars on the line. So this game matters a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, my sweat would just start like, and and I would, um, I would always recognize it because my right armpit would get damp and it would smell, but my left would be calm. <laughs> yeah, but that is when I noticed it at first. And now, if I'm not taking my, uh, if I'm not regulating my nervous system the correct way with like ashwagandha. That's what I get again. I it's like my body's like in this really like high stakes type of place. Mm. You know? You've never you've never really gotten that? Mm, I mean I definitely get the sweats. Yeah. And like caffeine makes it way worse for sure. Coffee mm. makes it the worst. Yeah. Um Yeah, coffee will get you like jittery as well. Dude, yeah, I think like coffee is such a um that's yeah. a fucking dragon that you got to tame because like you really gotta i think like i strongly believe like at some point on your caffeine trip you gotta exercise like you gotta like sweat for sure yeah because otherwise like you feel like shit yeah and you can basically like i'll get i'll do caffeine i think if you do caffeine and then immediately work out for like an hour then that's like the best yeah feeling jittery Mm -hmm. and then you'll like still have energy after and stuff yeah and you had energy in theory going into your workout mm-hmm. and then um usually what i do though is like ca- caffeine and then i add ashwagandha maca uh, a few different mushrooms it's good but like um i think i get it's all about the effective dose or the effective minimum dose mm-hmm. so like i think i get enough for like mushrooms because i put a lot of mushroom powder in there for ashwagandha specifically, like the powder I have currently is ashwagandha, maca, and reishi. So it's like a third of that. Mm. And I'm only putting in like a little teaspoon. Yeah. But like I'm doing it, I haven't missed a day the last few days. And typically I do like four times a week. That's good. But I feel like it's probably, I'm going through bags of this stuff. So it's probably in and, my system. Yeah, it's in your system. And then also like the other things that you're taking probably add to whatever balance your body needs like you, yeah 
There's some people that take a fucking fat dose of whatever they take, like ashwagandha, yeah. reishi. But if you're taking everything together and like it's working together, I'm sure like I'm sure the benefits are already being acclimated into your body. Yeah, I mean, I've, you know? yeah, I've gone through like a couple like big bags of mushroom powder. And like maybe it's not as good as eating raw mushrooms or whatever. I don't know, but it's still like, <laughs> a ton of powder. So. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's good for your coffee because mm-hmm. it probably offsets like some mm-hmm. of the jitters that you get. I've noticed if I drink coffee that has um, lion's mane and it has all those mushroom powders that are said to be superfoods, mm-hmm. that coffee is way more productive as opposed to just drinking a coffee that's sh- like sugar and fucking mm-hmm. espresso. Yeah, and when I drink the sugar and espresso one, I'm more likely to have one of those coffee trips where I'm like just fucking jittered out and I need to do like a hundred push-ups and like yeah. even then you don't feel good. You still yeah. feel like shit sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has Com- to be like like you are planning on doing like a full workout. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you start feeling shitty and then you like try to do something, mm-hmm. it doesn't really work. I mean, you got to plan to like be using the energy you're about to have. Yeah, that's what it kind of is, bro. It's like if you're this ball of energy. And like you're just compressing it inward, but it wants to like break out. Mm-hmm. You're gonna feel like you're gonna feel like shite because yeah. you're literally sitting down. Yeah, it's like concentrated chaos. Yeah, and you feel it too, like. And you're trying to like work, but all your body just wants to fucking explode. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's kind of what Molly's like, bro. I remember one time in college, I was apparently the guy to go to for like Molly um in my fraternity not to not to get it i never sold it but to like take it with a homie like people would always say like oh arthur's a guy you want to go to and like take molly with because he knows how to like navigate the space really well on molly and um which which i would say like i i now that i've seen how other people roll i'm like yeah bro like what the fuck like it, it just what comes intuitive is going to be the correct way what comes intuitive is going to be the correct way. And if you're going and there's like friction that you're meeting, there's something that you're doing that's not right or that's not in alignment. I don't want to say not right because everyone does it differently, but there's a certain way that the drug wants to express itself through your body. Yeah. Dancing is the number one thing, bro. You never want to take Molly and just be like. Well, they do it in clinical trials though. Oh yeah, yeah. You're, in, like, you're in bed in small dosages, like when they're when it's when it's actually like done in that way. Yeah, you can just like have a eye mask on and just kind of vibe out, you know. Uh, but when you just take it in one dose and you're just fucking in a rave and like, you know, you want to be like moving your body. So, anyways, like my friends, um, we took it together in college. It was me, my friend, um, my friend Sean, and my friend Casey, and Sean. Um, oh, you know, both of them had never done it before or Sean had done it one time, but he took like a little bit and he felt it a little bit, but he wanted to take a bigger dose this time. Casey had never done it, but he wanted to take a massive dose with me, the same amount that I was taking. So one point is one dose and we took two points. So it was like that much more. So you're going to feel it a lot more, but he had never taken it before Casey and he wanted to take the same amount as me. And I told him, you don't have to, but you want to i'm not gonna stop you because i know that i'm gonna have us i'm gonna i'm gonna have us be good no matter what no matter what happens i'm gonna have us be good so i'll let you take it he's like all right i'll take it like i'm like okay so he takes two points i take two points my homie sean takes like 1.5 1.7 and we go to um we go to a nightclub called bijou and shout out bijou (laughs) yeah shout out bijou and um, actually, shout out Bijou. Bijou was lit. <laughs> Wait, where were you? Uh, Boston. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we went out to Bijou, and we get our shit. We open it up, throw it in the water. Molly water fucking hits, dude. Fucking, I don't know why, putting it in water just hits you like a train. Like, there's no, like, gradual come up. When you drink it in water, it all just goes in, and something happens, Maybe the water helps with like the absorption, absorption of it. And it just hit us all like fucking crazy hard. And I remember when I told everybody, I told everybody like, um, all right, before we got into Uber, I was like, all right, if y'all need, if y'all need space at any point throughout tonight, just let me know. 
and they all looked at me and they're like, all right. I'm like, you'll, you'll see what I mean. You'll see what I mean. So we get in the car and we go, da da da. We're at, in the place. We had just taken it. It started hitting us. And then um, they look around at me and I'm like, uh, and they're like, dude, it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, we're, we're kind of like starting to feel it a lot. And then I remember, I don't remember saying this, but my friend told me that I said this when we were starting to feel it. I, I literally verbatim say, did I get the right shit? <laughs> and all my friends are like, what? <laughs> I'm like, no, I think I did. And then um, immediately after, here's where it ties back into like the controlled chaos thing for coffee. So that energy needs to be expressed. If we sat still, we would be going against the flow of what naturally wants to just express itself through our bodies. So I moved us to the back where there's a lot more room. And we started just like, I'm like, okay, just move your body, move your body, move your body, move your body. Mm-hmm. And my friend, I'm like, where are you at now? He's like, all right, this feels a little better. I'm like 50% good. I'm like, okay, let's get it up. We're moving. We're just like dancing in the back. We're having a good time. I'm like, where are you at now? He's like, all right, I'm at like 75. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. It's moving in the right direction. And then um, I look at him and he's like really getting into it now. I'm like, where are you at now? He's like, I'm like 90. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And then like, we're, we're just like really starting to get into it now. Now it feels good. And I'm like, where are you at now? And he's like, I feel like every cell in my body is exploding. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and from that point on, it was just vibes, bro. Like yeah. such a good time. But again, the same way. Um, coffee, sometimes for me, bro, if I'm not, if I don't plan to have something to do with it, what am I even doing? You know, like if I'm not going to plan a workout or if I'm not going to plan to like go outside, I, a lot of times I like to do uh, drink coffee and then like an hour later, go to a class, take a, take a, uh, a hot class and just fucking really crank it out. Um, so yeah, that's, but do you drink coffee anymore or not really? Yeah. Um, I do. Um, it comes and goes in phases, I would say, but I've basically been on like, I think I had coffee probably three times this week. I'll probably do it like three or four times a week. Yeah. The last couple months. But I always for sure try to be productive. And um, like a couple times a week, usually it's at work. Mm. And then I'll like, what I've been doing is like putting all my powders and shit in a baggie <laughs> and bringing it. And then I have like some honey there. Yeah. So I like mix that up. Does anyone ever come up to you and be like, not yet. I've only yeah. done it a few times. Okay. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I also have cacao in there too. That's good. Yeah, but um, it's just like this fucking Mayan drink that I feel like I'm just like. Pfft. You drink it and like you can taste the elders in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's good. And so, sometimes, <laughs> usually when I'm at home, and I have coffee, I also like hit the packs. That's a, um, oh, it's such a good combo. Yeah. I think I would be too jittery if I didn't, and it kind of calms me down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe not jittery is the right word, but... Um, you feel a little bit more, like, leveled out. Yeah. I feel like if I didn't... I would usually work out, too. Like, usually my caffeine regimen consists of weed, making music, journaling, getting work done, and working out. And then, like... What do you what do you journal about if you don't mind me asking? Some gay shit. No, <laughs> no your like, diary. I want dick so badly. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, no judgment, bro. It's 2024. Yeah, no, literally gay shit is what I write. Literally gay shit. I want dick so bad. I want it. Um, have you seen I, um real quick? Have you seen Super Bad? Yeah. You know, like in the movie where Jonah Hill's character just like is addicted to drawing dicks. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was like that movie outro too. Yeah, yeah. yeah just like dicks, like like a cowboy dick. Yeah, that's an what they astronaut have. dick. That's what they have in uh, Bhutan. They have like dick paraphernalia everywhere. Um, wait, what's Bhutan? That's like a spiritual, like Nepal type place, like in the Himalayas. Oh, really? Yeah, it's supposed to be the happiest country in the world. And they, they have, like, dick everywhere? Yeah, everywhere. Maybe that's the key. I don't know. <laughs> but it's, like, stores that just sell, like, 
dick stuff. And like the freaking signs will be in the shape of a dick and like people spray Bro, paint dicks everywhere. Or have you ever seen that? Um, have you ever dug into the conspiracy of like how Disney puts a bunch of dicks oh, in yeah. all their movies? Yeah. Bro, I, I deadass, I don't know this for sure, but I, sw- I, I really do feel like I think that because I grew up watching a lot of Disney, like a lot of Disney movies. I watched a lot of Lion King. Um, made you feel kind of gay when you were a kid? And it made me feel hypersexual as really? a kid. Yeah, fuck yeah, bro. As a kid? Like what? Like, dude, I would be like kissing other kids on the lips. like For, From after a Disney movie? Not after a Disney movie. and be like, hey, let me look for the closest dick. Like, no. Then it was mine. No. Um, I... I think like it's because it's all it's all gonna be subliminal. So you're not your conscious mind isn't gonna pick up on it. It's gonna be your con- your subconscious mind that's gonna pick up on all these things. Okay. So it's not gonna be right in your face like this is sex. Like it's all gonna be layered into the subconscious. Where um, I'm sure you're like kind of familiar with the subconscious, right? Like how it it's like the it's like the ninety percent part of your brain, but it's the part of your brain that isn't at the forefront. So it runs the show behind. So that's why people are like, oh, I'm trying to like consciously change like my behaviors. But if your subconscious has this other software written into your brain, then it doesn't matter what you do on the conscious side. Your subconscious is still unaffected and you're still going to just keep doing the behavior, whatever it is. Um, Sounds like some Freud type shit. Yeah. Some real deep like psychological warfare. Yeah. I forget. Um, There's like Freud and Carl Jung and one of them was like each other's student and then one of them talked about subconscious and like dreams and stuff I can't remember which one though Freud I think was a I think was a student I think so too yeah Jung Jung was just like Jung was actually old yeah and he's like the fucking that dude's he knows he knows some shit he's pretty good (laughs) um but yeah for Disney bro or I don't I don't know if that is the case or not, but the more I dig into it, the more I'm like, why? I don't know. That's that's another subject entirely. But going back to the journaling thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. Usually, well, it changes. Sometimes it depends on my motivation and of like the setting and time of day and how much time I give myself. Sometimes I'm just like recounting what I did yesterday and like what I'm gonna do and then I'm just like oh well now I should do this and I just like get up and leave my journal mm. so I'll write like a paragraph be like today I'm gonna go to the gym do this do this I'll be like alright well I guess I should do it <laughs> and then but honestly I feel like that's usually when I'm less intentional about setting aside the time mm. and I'll be like on my phone right before or something yeah but um yeah usually it's like just about how I'm feeling I guess yeah like this happened, and I felt like this, and I like I've been feeling mm-hmm. this way because of this. Um, that's good to, bro. That's good to put onto paper. Yeah. Because if it's only within the thresh, within within the boundaries of your mind, your mind can pinball a thought and then have it become something that it's not. Yeah. And then you think like, oh, this is an original thought that I had, and now it's like, no, that thought started off one certain way, and it got pinballed a bunch, and then it became something else. It's not even your thought. It probably came, it was probably influenced by some other, like, um, something else. Like, maybe, whatever the fuck. It could be a bunch of things, but um, that's good that you put it on paper. Yeah. It's really good, honestly. And then when you're, like, staring at it, too, you're like, oh, how can I, like, how can I fix this? At least just from a guy's perspective, I'm like, I don't want to continue feeling this way. Or, like, if you notice, uh, or you start to recognize your, like, habit patterns... Mm. and like your patterns of thought and stuff yeah so if like oh i'm still caught up on this after i like look back like 50 pages whatever and i'm like talking about the same shit then i'm like all right i should really move on it's hard though bro yeah i know know. yeah it takes years it takes dude that's kind of but at least it helps you know it helps to be like if you if you're not aware and you go another 50 days and you go another 50 days and you go 100 days and you go 200 days and you go 300 days, all of a sudden you're the same person at 34. Yeah. Like at in, in your 20s is when you should be having these existential type of um, dialogue with yourself, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, you know, yeah. because you don't want to be having this when 
My biggest thing right now is I don't want to be going through what I'm going through right now when I'm a father. It's like my biggest thing. I don't want to bring my my baggage into my next into my family. Yeah. I always feel bad when I bring my baggage into anywhere. I'm like, that's my shit. And if I let my shit bleed out, I know I just feel bad. Yeah, I guess so. But that yeah. being said, like when you're hanging out with me, you can let it bleed as much as you want. Oh, like, I appreciate that, bro. Honestly, dude, that's that's a really kind thing to say. Yeah. It's, there's no boundaries. Fuck with that. I want dick. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's a boundary. <laughs> One boundary. But other than that, it's all, it's all free plug. Yeah. But Dude. Yeah, journaling, though, I was going to say, sometimes it helps, I guess. Sometimes it, like, maybe helps, like, self-actualize some goals and, like, manifest some things. Yeah. But also sometimes it makes you, like, ruminate on stuff. Mm. And then I feel shitty because of that. Because then I'll be, like, way more self-critical. And then, like, also thinking about like these goals I have and then like obsessing over those things mm. or like, yeah, like obsessing, ruminating, uh, pity partying, like things like that. Yeah. So like maybe I guess on one hand you'd be like, well, I'm setting aside the space to deal with that and then let it go after and I'm not mm-hmm. holding it inside me as much. But at the same time, it like just puts me in that frame of mind more. Whereas like if I was just doing my shit, then I wouldn't be like thinking about how sorry I am for myself. Yeah, I guess there's a little bit of both of like, um, there's definitely the rumination and like, okay, why am I focusing on the bad things? Like, there's a quote that I heard in an anime one time that I think is really profound, um, where it, um, there's a character, he's like a medicine man, but he's a medicine man in the physical realm. And then he has this other side of himself that's in the spiritual realm that um, eradicates demons out of people. So he'll show up and say he's a medicine man and he sells medicine, but then when the demon present <clears throat> when the demon presents itself through another another vessel, another human, that's when his other side steps in and then the show like flips and now it's all about like him trying to eradicate a demon, but he has to know the reason. Are you talking about demon slayer? Um it's actually called um it's called Mononoke. Mononoke, which means like demon in Japanese or something. Uh, but a mononoke can exist on its own. A mononoke has to have um, a vessel to channel itself through. So he meets with people that have a mononoke in them. And then he tries to extract it out of them. And then when it's out, he has to ask the person, um, do you want this out of you? Do you give me permission or, to remove this? Mm-hmm. And... The show usually it goes with like yes please end it like i don't want to deal with this anymore and he slays it and he like and then it flips and then it's him fighting it and like the spiritual realm it's super cool hmm. but there's a quote in that in that uh, in that show he says <clears throat> he says within every human exists uh an abyss but you must never look into it and stare longer than you have to you you acknowledge it and you keep it moving like, if you stare at it and deal with it too long, it's going to draw you in. And I think that's, like, such a profound thing to say because in us, in us, like, inevitably, no matter who you are, these negative qualities are going to be there. But looking at them for too long draws you too much into them. And then you start dwelling in them. So I, I get what you're saying with the rumination thing. But <clears throat> at the same time, I think if you just never look at them, you'll un consciously let them keep running the show without you even knowing you're like oh i've been doing the same thing for 50 days but if you're not aware that you're doing the same thing for 50 days it'll go another 50 days but if you're aware of it you have the the likelihood the chance at least to try to break that cycle or transform it into something that's actually beneficial yeah you know so there's like a give and take for both of them there's like you want to acknowledge it but you don't want to ruminate which i i honestly am kind of like victim to i <clears throat> I'll think about something and I'm gonna be like, fuck man, that shit I said two years ago. Like, <laughs> you know, I guess we're all kind of like that, but I'll really be like kind of hard on myself about that shit. You think about stuff from two years ago? Not actually, but I'll I'll think about it and then I'll think about how it kind of relates to right now. Yeah. And I'll just be like, fuck that, fuck that. And like, I'll stop. Yeah. I'll, I'll snap out of it and I'll come back out. But <sighs> yeah, I think it's a human inclination to kind of I don't know why. To kind of go back and forth, like timeline jump. 
Like but, in your brains? In your yeah, brains. in your brain. Yeah. Well, I do compare myself to my past self. I do too. But I try to like find the best aspects of my past self and bring them into the now. Yeah. That's good. I think I need to really take it some time to <clears throat> like if you don't actually sit down and do the practice of being introspective and you're just kind of like you know you should be doing it but you're not I think you run the the likelihood of just getting things tangled that shouldn't be tangled um and I feel like that's kind of where I'm at right now I actually have to sit down and like look at things from an eagle's eye and like be a lot more um I don't know like intentional about it yeah. that makes any sense yeah well you could like sit down and journal or you could like go for a hike or something and just like leave your phone in the car yeah go for a few hours that motherfucker is like addictive bro yeah obviously yeah it's insane it's insane how addictive it is yeah uh but what else is uh what else has been on your mind lately um you've been doing a lot more huh like being real busy yeah i mean i've felt I feel like I feel the New Year low mainly because of other people feeling it and there's nobody to hang out with. Because, <laughs> like, everyone's, like, <laughs> Everyone's, like, and depressed and shit. Yeah. Or, like, uh, I've been hanging out with people, like, um, I would say after, like, a week, people rebounded and mm. stuff. And I, like, have seen some friends. They've only rebounded enough where they're willing to hang out, I guess. And up until that point, they were, like, isolating, probably. Yeah. And then still just like spending lots of time isolating themselves. And, um, you know, people are like, I don't know what it, the New Year low is caused by. If it's just like winter, like a seasonal depression thing. Yeah. I think it's like, um, I might have mentioned this before, but like, because um, I've like mentioned this to my friends a bunch and I've like thought about it a lot. Because, like, my friends always get depressed this time of year. Mm. And at least, like, I've noticed since college is over. But even in college, like, winter quarter was always, like, the hell quarter. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, like... Um, is it kind of, like, you know how Monday through Sunday people have a different energy on each day? Like, Sunday people get the Sunday blues. Mm -hmm. Is it kind of, do you think, just because we've been engineered or programmed rather to be like okay friday good yeah, yeah. saturday yeah, yeah really good yeah but then sunday oh. i think so honestly it is like some social engineering stuff because there's like, no days yeah like so this is the thing like yeah the, that for sure yeah weekday is a social construct for sure also and then, but we feel so differently every day that's pretty crazy but it's the same thing every day and and weekdays if you spell it i forget the actual linguistic term to what i'm about to say is but weekdays you could spell it w-e-a-k week wait you said this in the last episode oh did i yeah weekdays. i only remember this and i only remember what i'm wearing and stuff because i edited them so <laughs> okay back. dude i have a fucking my memory is <sighs> i don't know but yeah, weekdays, like, it'll put you in that trance-like state. Right after talking about doing double dose of Molly and stuff. <laughs> dude, I'm, dude, I actually thought when, that's a good reminder. I actually thought back when I, when I, when I got into yoga and when I got into, like, being mindful and, like, being all this, like, you know, this new wave of energy that came into me, mm -hmm. it was life or death at that time because I genuinely thought at that time that I had fucked up my brain with how many drugs I took. I genuinely thought I was fucked. And I kind of still feel it. Like, it, it, it's, at, it's as if this, like, thing exists underneath the waters. And if I'm not, um, if I'm not on top of my grind and on top of my craft of, like, taking care of me, there's this, like, lurking energy that can easily pop out. At least for me. I hope it's not that, I, I, I hope it's not that bright. For most people. I think it is. You think so? Yeah. If you're not on top of your shit, that chaotic energy will just burst through your life. Yeah. It fucking blows. I mean, it's, yeah. You think so? I guess that's, yeah. Because yeah. everything's pretty... moving toward entropy. Yeah. Like, scientifically. Yeah. Um, I feel like 
Yeah, with just like the stuff like that, like um, at one point, you know, like at one time in my life, I was going through the weekday grind like everybody and then like letting loose like Friday, Saturday at mm -hmm. UCLA. It's Thursday, Thursday. So you yeah. party on Thursdays, like kind of chill on Fridays or you still party and then party on Saturday. Yeah. And then like Sunday, you grind hella. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're like on your craft. Mm hmm. Well, um, I feel like if you just do the same thing every single day, like it's so much better, <laughs> so much better. Cause that's what I basically do now. Like going to the bed, going to bed at this, basically the same time every night, waking up at the same time every day, going to the gym every day, like running every day, like yeah. cardio, lifting, like it's a good life that way. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, it, it, it genuinely is, is like. It's funny to say it and to like know it, but then to actually live it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, it's just like optimizing, like. Yeah. yeah. Like doing what feels good and just doing it. <laughs> yeah. Like you got to break it up, like have some trips, like on acid or <laughs> in Africa, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you definitely got to like. Acid in Africa. Yeah. Go like you got to have some like life experiences and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't left the country in like a year and a half, which isn't that long at all. But at one point I was doing like a yearly trip, mm -hmm. but that is kind of tiring. Like you're on an international flight. I'm like, I feel like I was just here. You know what mm, I mean? Like yeah. I just did some trip. Yeah. So like, I don't really space it out a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really mind like not traveling and like just sticking to my thing. Cause like I've, you know, encountered people and dated girls or whatever that are like adventurous and they travel a lot, mm. which is cool. But I think it's usually cause like they can't sit still. You know, they have a lot of energy and they don't know what to do with. So they're like, oh, let me just book a trip. Yeah. And then like, you know. Getting into getting into what you're saying. Um, the only way I or I know how to describe it a couple ways, maybe. But the way that's coming up for me automatically is another anime called Vinland Saga. Season one is all about like warriors and Vikings and fighting. And season two is like the warrior he pulls himself out of the fighting all the time and he, he wants to start a new life and he, be, he actually becomes a slave. And then, um, some guy bought him and like rescued him and brought him to a farm. And then he said, if you work diligently and you make all this forest into ripe, uh, land for me to grow my crops on, you can have your freedom. I just need this land transformed into this and then you're free. And so for three years, he's just like on his grind, just like chopping wood, uh, tilling the soil or whatever it's called, um, planting crops. And like the anime becomes him like being a farmer. Mm -hmm. And in that time, he starts to develop this introspective kind of nature. And he starts to ask himself like what he really wants to do. Um, and it becomes like basically a, on TikTok, it's it's um, on TikTok. It's said to be farmer arc, you know. And in that time, you're just kind of doing the same thing over and over again. But in that time, you're getting stronger. You're being introspective. Um, you're doing the same thing, but you're you're trying to grow internally. The external seems as if it's like I don't want to say mundane because it's not that. But you're doing the if you do the same action a, a good amount of times over and over again. You'll start to see different results, right? Um, so in that time, this dude started being introspective. He started growing as a human, all this stuff, da 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 da. And uh, a lot of people on TikTok, they kind of relate that to going to the gym or they relate that to like whatever the fuck they're going through in their life. Just doing the fucking chopping wood, um, maintaining the soil, whatever that looks like in your life. It's like a metaphor, right? Um, but I do think that when you get into that place, um, I don't know, bro. There's a lot more likelihood to be happiness there and sustained happiness. It's yeah. not just going to be, doof, doof, right. doof, doof. it's going to be like, yeah, it's cool. all, yeah. It's all about like steadily increasing your baseline. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of times, like myself included, you people just try to like get it there immediately. Yeah. But it's like this slow incline. That's going to be the most effective at maintaining. Yeah. Which I think I I do a pretty good job when it's just like me in my zone of like work and yoga 
and just maintaining what what I have, like doing it well. But then when I do Molly going out till six in the morning, and I I don't want to keep blaming it blaming it on that, but there is a really um, high correlation in this time of my life and in the time of my li- my life that got me into yoga. Mm-hmm. When you try to throw your baseline off by too much, you have a it's it's harder to get back to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's getting older. I don't know if that's getting wiser. I don't know if it's just like it's not effective anymore in your life. Like you don't want to keep going, da, da, da. Like it's too much. Honestly, it's too much like um, stimulation yeah. at one time. Yeah. Trauma as a child is actually seen as, and one of my friends that's a therapist that talks about this, trauma is just anything as a child that you got that overstimulated your body. Anything can be in in that context whatever just overstimulated your 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 body and your mind too quickly can be traumatizing whatever it is and there's a, a you know Theo Vaughn um he yeah. he um he says like there's this one time when he first got into like looking at porno and masturbating and shit he was like a child he was like 9 or 10 or something I don't, I don't remember the exact age but he looked at the porno and then he also found alcohol. And so he drank a bunch of alcohol and started like looking at the porn and he just blacked out. He doesn't remember what happened. He just blacked out. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's literally overstimulate, overstimulation to the point where you don't remember anything at all. You just overstimulated yourself so much that you blacked out. Yeah. You know? I think um, I heard him talking about that. You, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Why did he like fell off? He was like on top of a cabinet or something. His story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He like fell off or something. He just like fell off and I don't even know, bro. But yeah. Uh, so I get what you're saying with the whole like just doing the same thing. Like I think it does in the long term pay off a lot more. Yeah, I think so. I mean, part of the reason why I don't really like party and drink as much. Like I, mean, I almost never drink now. Even when I go out, I like decline drinks after a certain time you know which yeah. is like pretty early and i'm just like i'd rather vibe on no alcohol or whatever or less alcohol than like vibe a lot on alcohol and then like not be able to sleep that night you know because that shit just like fucks up your whole weekend like a friday night a late friday night there goes your whole weekend yeah because like you sleep in crazy late saturday so then you basically, like, are alive Saturday afternoon, mm-hmm. and, like, maybe you get some sunshine. <laughs> like, literally, bro, on a day like that, it takes, like, a lot of willpower to get out of the house. Yeah. You just want to, and I, I used to do this in college, like, you just want to be in your room. You want someone to bring you McDonald's. You yeah. want, And then, like, just eat suck McDonald's your in your room. Yeah. And just fuck. Suck your dick. Well, like, <laughs> depending on the environment, I guess, because, like, I would like to think, um, and I'm sure I would do this, like if I just was magically transported to some like cabin in the woods and a hiking trail was right there, mm. no matter how fucked up I was feeling I, or like hung over or whatever, I'd still like go for that hike, you know? Yeah. But like here in LA, it already takes so much willpower to go to the gym or to drive to a hiking trailhead or to go to the beach. You're like, fuck, I'm going to want to drive. Are you mm-hmm. fucking kidding me? You got to find parking. Bro, holy shit. Parking is in is a fucking demon out here but. yeah dude actually wait i want to tell you a story really quick okay this water bottle <laughs> didn't really save my life but kind of <laughs> did and i'm gonna keep using it to damn near save my life because basically like i've told you this before when i walk on veteran right over there mm. everybody's trying to take a right turn and they stop like way after the stop uh like sign line you know uh-huh. so like people are trying to cross and there's a car like right there uh-huh. and they're about to like run you over at every fucking street so, like, that happened this one time. There was this Porsche and some, like, fobby Asian dude behind him. The Porsche was, like, in the middle. This was right near where my building is, so near Wilshire and Veteran. Okay. So, like, this nice-ass Porsche dude was just, like, over the whole crosswalk. And there's actually a crosswalk there. Most of them don't have any crosswalk, but there's a crosswalk there. So he's just, like, right in front of it. I know where you're talking about with the, with the stop signs. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm about to, like, hop out kind of. Because, like, another car was coming, so I was like, all right, this guy's not going to go. But then the fobby dude behind him, like, lays on the horn. So then the other guy, like, 
moves forward because of that. Yeah. Because like pressured by the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> so that my water bottle was full because I just left the gym. So I just took it and just was just sprayed it on the bar all over the windshield. Yeah. <laughs> if his window was open, I for sure would have sprayed it on him. Yeah. But I saw it coming. I purposely uncorked it and did it. Just I kind of stood out just Bro, so I could that's do that. Funny. Just so I can like, prove the funny as shit. But bro, this is literally I'm gonna carry this in my right hand all the time. <laughs> Walking in West LA, like what you gotta have. Yeah. <laughs> so I sprayed the dude's car and he was like, uh, but I was like, he could tell it was water. I should have had some protein shake in here. Yeah. Oh but, imagine. Dude, I wish. And but what I should have done would be like sprayed it on him. And I didn't even like gesticulate at him either. Like his shit was tinted, so I could barely see him. I was just like, I did that, and then I was just like that, and then walked behind him, and then the fobby dude was like, oh, you know, because he was the one who was originally pissed off. I yeah. should have sprayed him, too. I've been like, yeah, open your window. Free. Open your window. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was wearing AirPods, though, so I didn't really register that he had, like, you know, I couldn't, like, tell what was going on as quick. Like, it was after the fact. I was like, oh, yeah, the Asian dude is being a dick. That's mm. why the guy did that, you know? Yeah. Bro, I, yeah, driving in, in West LA, bro, you see that shit a lot. Yeah. But, the smart strategy isn't to like attempt to step out so you could be angry. Like if I had a kid with me or something, I'd just be like, wait for this car to get out of the way mm. and then we'll cross the street. Yeah. That's Going to dad I, mode. Yeah. That's not how it should be. When I'm by myself, I'm kind of more vigilante. Yeah. But, I am. I kind of am too. Yeah. Like I'll be down. A, there's this one time a, a dude started honking behind me. My, I was, Oh wait, no. I was with my mom, bro. My mom was driving the car and there's a guy just like laying it on his horn honking a bunch in a whole foods parking lot and there's like people whole foods you know like in over here you know there's like a little crosswalk and then yeah you turn right you gotta look left and like there's always people walking out there's always people walking and stuff so we were waiting and there's a dude behind us honking his horn and then i literally turn i i roll down the window i look behind him and then what did i do i'm trying to remember um Oh yeah, I just go like, I'm like that, and then he keeps honking, and then and then uh, and then I pretend like I'm honking back at him, like in the air, and then he gets even more mad and he starts like going crazy, and then my mom's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Dude, this guy like I don't want him to think that he can just go around doing this like type yeah. of behavior and not get someone calling him out on his shit." Yeah, that was my thought process in the moment, but my mom was like, "What if he did something crazy? What if like this happened? What if that happened?" I'm like. Yeah, I guess so. So, um, she told me not to do it again. I'm like, all right, I'll try not to. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't want this guy to think that he could just fucking treat people that way and yeah. get away with it. So, I looked out the window and I kind of like, and I was like, eh. and then he drove around us, bro, and like kind of almost cut off. He cut off a car, almost hit a car, and he drove off like super pissed off. And um, dude, do people? Oh my God, do I don't think know. He's like bro. that every time he gets in the car. I hope not. I hope he's a changed man now, but I don't know. Dude, yeah, some people in cars just... I don't even want to think I don't, about it. I don't even know, yeah. like so mad sometimes. I don't like, think... I'll, I just want to take him out of the car and just fucking murder him. <laughs> yeah. I don't think... I, I think there should be a lot higher of a threshold as to who can get in a car and operate it. Yeah. It's too simple for someone to get into a car and start, start fucking driving it around. Yeah, for so many different reasons. Yeah, for a lot Dude, of reasons. Well, that's yeah. one thing... Actually, honestly, that's a good segue because, like, um, dude, living in the city and stuff takes a toll on your mental health. Yeah. Like, living in New York and stuff, there's more, like, foot traffic, I guess. And, like, you take the subway, and, but that has its own problems. Oh, shit. Sorry for the people at home that had to hear that. You're awake now. <laughs> Probably just edit that out. Oh, good. All right. You didn't hear shit then. All right. So then the people... The people in New York. Oh, yeah. So, like, they have their own city stresses. and But, like, in L.A., it's all, like, car-based and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're a pedestrian or a person on a bike or something, like, you just get killed. Yeah. And then, like, um, if you're in a car, you can still get killed. But then, like, <laughs> car on car or just, with, like, car uh, violence or whatever, like, road rage and stuff is crazy, like. And, like, if you witness that, if you're a part of it, if somebody is, like, an asshole to you, like, 
It's just like so much negative energy being yeah. spread around and shared among everybody. Yeah, and, they, and everybody's driving. And you can see it, bro. You can see it affect a person. When someone gets honked at, like next to me, and like the, the light's green, but it just turned green. And before they could even move their foot off the, the brake and put it on the gas, the person behind them already has their hand on the horn. Yeah. And then you can see it affects the person. And that negative energy is now in that person. Yeah. And dude, an effect, and it affects people, bro. It, it really does. What yeah. you're saying is true. Yeah. And everybody in LA is driving on a daily basis and stuff. Yeah. And most people are sitting in traffic on the 405 and the 10 and shit. Yeah. And like tight lanes, bro. Like no shoulders and stuff. Like mega traffic. Everybody's in there. And at every opportunity, like people are trying to get every second they can take, which is so fucking stupid. Like, People are in traffic for an hour, so they try to get every little second. So say if you make... To get home by, like, instead of 9.59, it's 9.57. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And they just, like, cut off a bunch of people in the process, like, made hella risky maneuvers. Like, at some point, you're going to cause an accident. Yeah. And then you fuck up the other person. Yeah. Bro, I when I see a Tesla, like, all fucking banged up, I'm like... I feel for the Tesla. I'm like, more than... I'm like, who the fuck was driving you like that? Yeah. Who 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 hurt you? Yeah. You fucking nice ass Tesla. Yeah. But yeah, like driving sucks. Even just hearing it, bro. Like I hear honks like throughout the day. And it affects your nervous yeah, system. I'm just like, what the fuck going on out there? Yeah. And then like even the dude who almost hit me who I sprayed water on, <laughs> I had to funny. spend like the whole rest of the walk like calming myself down. Mm. Being like I mean, I started thinking this immediately, which I guess is okay or good instead of just being mad, but like just like it's over now i'm safe now like nothing bad happened to me like i did that on purpose kind of like it was only because i had like extremes like awareness of the situation like i yeah. predicted this whole thing happening if i was just some dumbo like you would have gotten hit i would have gotten hit oh fuck bro yeah for sure like but i could have walked away with some i just don't want to like break my hip or something yeah i but, would be down to get hit by a car and get like 50k uh-huh. If it just like it didn't break my anything, butt cheeks, Dude, and I'm good. I know a girl that she was trying to manifest a bunch of money. She was trying to manifest money, manifest money, manifest money, manifest money, and then she did. But she did by getting railed by a car, and she went flying. And like she's fine. She's like, and she's bad as fuck. She's honestly like a beautiful fucking human. You get fucked up. Um, she had like all her lower lower half, like from here to here, it's all like surgically put together she's like a, she's kind of like she can't move her hips really damn like she has metal all right here but she's like i got like half a million now and like she's like i'm sitting with half a million and i manifested the money i wanted mm, but to, i wouldn't ever do that ex- and no she's like but i will never manifest ever again because i got what i wanted but i didn't get it the way i wanted Dude, 500k is nothing bro i can't even it's like, it's like yeah a down payment on like a decent house in la Dude, not barely. A down payment on like the cheapest house in like like Culver City or something. <laughs> like the cheapest two story in Culver City. Down payment's probably like five hundred k. God damn, bro, it's insane mm-hmm. to try to buy um, in LA. I, if I if I was an adult and I had already money like saved up and da 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 da, I would move my family out of LA. Oh yeah, no way. I'm fucking raising my family in LA. Yeah, for sure. I mean, dude, because. There's, bro, I'm I'm a fucking, like, 24-year-old who plays my music loud and shit. <laughs> like, they're literally, so, like, it should impact me the least, kind of. They're, like, literally families that live, like, all around here. And maybe the kids, like, don't, they're not like, well, fuck that guy who's on the horn like I would be. But, like, they're just growing up, which is like, fuck you. My mom, my mom sees it the most because she's a, a nurse over here at Ronald uh, Ronald Reagan, mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan, and then she um, she tells me that she sees a lot of these kids coming in like nine to ten to eleven to twelve, like psych ward, psychiatric issues, mental health issues, or trying to take their lives. And I think growing up in this environment, bro, I don't think it's that. Um, good for you. I don't think it's that good for a kid, bro. Yeah. I, and I, I know I'm not in the minority saying that. I think a lot of pe- a lot of people feel that. But yet, this is one of the most like 
rich communities and well-off communities and they have everything they need. I fucking teach yoga to kids at their school that are four years old. Like, you know, like no four-year-old in any other probably place other than here and probably another, a few other neighborhoods that are pretty well off are going to have that for their kids. Um, which but at the same change. Yeah. Which, yeah, that, that should be a, like, That'd it be should a be hella good investment for public health. I think, bro, I think like a lot of, I mean, bro, if we'd really want to get into it, we sent so much more money overseas in the last year or two than we did putting into like roads or putting into people's medicines or people's livelihood and health here yeah. in our homeland. You know, like, that just shows you where their fucking interest is at. Like, yeah. all the things that we have, all the problems that we have could be solved. Probably not overnight, but really quickly if they actually did want to, yeah. like, fix it, yeah. you know? Some could probably be solved overnight. Some, Like, yeah. if they, like, rounded up crazy people and, like, opened Killed up. Killed them. Well, be... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there used to be insane asylums and they don't exist anymore. Really? Yeah, they don't exist, bro. Thanks to Ronald Reagan. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty what sure. The fuck? Like Nixon, but I'm pretty sure Reagan. Why? Like one flew over to Cuckoo's Nest, those places don't exist. Damn. Because they didn't want to fund it. It's insane. Yeah. And now they're all, they live in Skid Row in downtown San Francisco. Now they have fucking like fires and, and stuff. Now they have fires and tents and they, bro, have you driven around Skid Row at night? Hell no. <laughs> Dude, I, I did one time because I was coming back from a club that was like a block away bro. and I was driving my friends home. Yeah. And, um, dude, it's literally, like, Nazi zombies. Like, Call of Duty. Yeah. Like, all those zombies just walking around. Yeah. I've driven through San Francisco downtown at night. Dude. It's like, it's like a fucking free-for-all of, like, the most insane. Uh, well, some of them are probably insane. And some of them are probably just, like, you know, just bad shit happen. But I mean, there's all, a lot of crazy people yeah, out there. There's, like, schizophrenic, bipolar people. Yeah. And, and like, they're just out there with fucking torches and machetes yeah. and like they're just walking around and like i'm like what what world is is this right here like it's just different world it's yeah. a little bubble of yeah. a different world in there yeah it's insane they're all bro. addicted to fentanyl oh stuff. my god dude. dude that's what all the sirens are for i bet like they're all yeah. just like picking up homeless people are just it's overdoses yeah overdoses for sure i bet this isn't fact checked but i would bet ten dollars that the amount of tax breaks given to pharmaceutical pharmaceutical companies that make like drugs for, uh, you know, like antidepressants and stuff. I bet there were more tax breaks given to them than money invested in mental health by the government. Oh, hundred percent. Also, um, the the sugar industry and the pharmaceutical industry—they just keep sending fucking people. In both directions. So if you get people hooked on foods that aren't real and that are going to fuck up their uh, their immunity, their health, and then you get them hooked on that, and then after a while when they build up all these chronic diseases because they are not eating real food, they're shipped over into the pharmaceutical industry, and then they're given all these drugs. These drugs are going to make you feel better. They're going to make you healthy again. Da, 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 da. And then they take these drugs and they don't change their habits they're just giving a, giving a drug. They're eating the same shitty food. And then after a while, the drug isn't going to work anymore. And you're going to need something else. And you're just in this constant flux. Yeah. In this constant flux. Yeah. So, like, yeah. If these problems don't want to get solved because they're going to lose a lot of money in solving these problems. Yeah. There's probably a... a Dude, don't these... come after me, but there's probably a fucking cure for cancer. But if you provide a cure and not a treatment, you're going to lose a lot a lot more money because on treatments, bro, you could keep people hooked for 30, 40 years. Yeah. On a cure. Yeah. One and done. One and done. They're not going to, they're not going to let that out. Yeah. You know? That's why people like pharmaceutical companies are investing in doing like microdosing as opposed to like having some like license for some psychedelic that you could take in a pill form like once yeah. And then your fix, whatever. Yeah. They just want you to like... They want you to keep coming. Yeah. They want you to keep coming, bro. Yeah. Milking your shit. Dude, yeah. I feel like a lot of depression stuff is just all... Like the, chemical? 
Or what do you? I was gonna say? say it's all like the result of like social engineering, like the weekday and stuff, and like the holidays and stuff, and like everybody's like, oh, New Year, new me. Like, bro, it's literally <laughs> one day, oh, like nothing changed. Yeah. The next day passed. Yeah. Like no other living thing on earth like acknowledged that it's a new year. <laughs> living and not living. <laughs> like things just continue to happen. Mm-hmm. Like you're literally exactly the same, you know? Yeah. And, like yeah. some people have New Year's resolutions, but like name one person who's ever had a New Year's resolution that literally changed them as a person that made them a new person, you know, from a New Year's resolution. I think it's too abrupt of um, of a change to try to make setting a New Year's resolution rather than just being like, okay, um, kind of like the dopamine thing we were talking about. If you try to spike it up too quickly, it's not going to be lasting. But if you like gradually build it up, if you have that farmer arc like Vinland Saga, um, I think that's a lot more sustainable. And once you get on that, you get momentum in that direction. Being on the other side and having momentum in the other direction, you could, you could fucking put yourself in any situation, bro. You could put yourself in any situation, like no matter where you put. I think it's a yogi that said, "No, where you put your mind, no, where you put your attention at, you make a a seat for your mind." And I think that's a hundred percent true. Like wherever you start putting yourself at, um, you're gonna start to dig more of a tunnel into that direction. And you've dug a tunnel in a pretty positive direction, you know? Like, so. Yeah. Even then, you still gotta... It takes daily maintenance. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think, like, the depression or whatever can still punch through hell easy. And it punches through and it can be self-conscious or subconscious. Mm-hmm. Like, caffeine makes you feel anxious and stuff. So even if you had, like, a productive day, like, it makes me way more, like, yeah, just anxious and stuff. Yeah. Like, like at what cost did you have a productive day at? Yeah. But at the same time, like, um, dude, yeah, honestly, though, I was going to say, uh, I noticed it, or I will notice the effects of caffeine a lot if, um, if I have, like, something on the schedule, like, that's coming up, like, uh, first date, or, like, a party or something, or, like, whatever, if I had coffee then if like when i'm thinking about that it makes me so much more nervous bro i'm just like oh like it literally i can like feel my heart rate just jacked right up on days where i used to do this a lot but now i kind of don't give a fuck um which i should probably start giving a fuck again uh on days where i had classes to teach i wouldn't drink coffee because i would just be too riled up bro yeah i would be way too riled up i'd go too quickly um, I'd be too, and like, I'd, I'd be anticipating it too much to the point where I just make myself like overly nervous. Um, so I just, I cut out caffeine on days where I used to teach. Now it's like, whatever, I don't really care. Um, but like I said, I probably should care again because, um, you could feel it when you're like, when you drink coffee and you have something to do, like you said, someone to see or something, you can feel it a lot more and you're like, you're too anticipatory toward the thing that is going to happen. And then you start thinking about it too much and you're not really, you're not really like there. You're, you're, you're thinking about something that hasn't happened yet. And on coffee, it's even more amplified Mm -hmm. and then you'll create this kind of like cycle and it's, it's not a good cycle. Yeah. Dude, I've done so many things that you shouldn't do. I'm like, I'm talking from like experiences yeah. I'm like, don't do this. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do this. Because I've done so many things that you shouldn't do, bro. Yeah, that's what I've learned. Yeah. I've, I've learned, like, all my all my shit because I did it. And I I noticed how negatively it impacted my life. Yeah. I feel like it, it's important to, like, when you're feeling shitty, just, like, reverse engineer that feeling mm-hmm. and, like, figure out where it came from and then not repeat the same habits or, like, you know, modify them so you don't feel as shitty yeah. Or, like, because you could, you know, if you had just gone out until, like, 1 a.m., like, you're <laughs> wrapped up, like, the ball dropped or whatever. Yeah, go to bed. Yeah, and just dip. And did a hike in the morning or something. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been ideal, bro. Because, like, but then if you stay up until, like, 6 a.m., like, it affects you for days. 
it's been affecting me for a good amount. Yeah. For, for like a week, bro, I just had to do a bunch of, a bunch of exercise and a bunch of yoga so that I could get my baseline back to where I wanted it to be. Especially because like I teach yoga and you can't have a fucking unregulated nervous system doing yoga, like teaching yoga. You just can't. Yeah. And if you do, you're going to feel it. It's going to feel like friction, which I hate because then again, it ties back to like the bleeding thing. I'm like all these poor people, like they they didn't do anything. They didn't deserve this. Like they came up for a class and like they got a fucking cracked out motherfucker, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I'm sure it's not that bad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh, it's about just about twelve, I think. Oh, twelve, twelve. Oh shit. Yeah. Twelve, twelve. Twelve, twelve. Fuck twelve. Fuck twelve. Twelve, nah, twelve. Talk <laughs> about. I wonder how the. What it's no. like uh, to be a police officer. How oh, your mental bro. health is doing. Bro, I've heard like I don't know if you ever seen the podcast with Theo and a police officer. Have you seen, seen that one? Um, I've seen like clips. I think it's uh, it's pretty good. He talks about how like, um, essentially you, as a police officer, you you don't want to take anything. Again, kind of like the non-bleeding thing. You don't want to take anything home with you and you don't want to tell your wife about anything or your kids about about anything because you had just seen like atrocious things and you don't want that to be, you just, you don't want it anywhere else. You're, you'll just bottle it up because you don't want other people to deal with it like what you just saw today. Yeah. So how you deal with it is you go to a bar after usually with like with your homies and then you talk about what happened today. You have some drinks and you laugh about it. You just laugh about it. It's the only way to get through it. So like, just laugh about it. Um, and he's like, yeah, but after a while, like you can't really, you can't drink away your problems and like, just laugh about them. You got to deal with them. And he said like, it's kind of hard for a police officer to deal with that much shit. You yeah. Know? I know. Cause literally like, we're like, oh, the sirens we hear in the distance are like bothering us. You know, imagine like being at the source of that. Yeah. You're like, oh fuck, we got a homeless guy go to you. Gotta fucking save his life now. That's a fair point. Like, think of the situation you had to like scrape him up off the street from uh, with like a shovel. Just scrape that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I kind of want to go outside. Yeah. All right, we could wrap it up. All right, we'll be back soon with uh, episode eight. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about for mental health or are you good? Mm. I feel like we touched on a lot. I feel like we did a, yeah, we did a good amount, bro. Okay, all right. Peace. Laters. Mm-hmm.